You're listening to Broke. We bring you stories about what happens at the intersection of poverty and life. I'm Joanne Goldblum. I've spent my career working with people in poverty. I'm joined by my friend Colleen Shaddix, a journalist whose beat is social justice. Today, we're going to talk about Medicare. So we did an entire podcast about how bad the proposed Trump budget is for people in poverty. Yeah. But the Medicare cuts are so bad that we thought they deserve their very own podcast. Wow, they must be pretty bad. Um, $500 billion over 10 years. Huh, that's a lot of money. Particularly when we're getting more and more old people. I mean, right. I'm becoming one. Um, <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Well, I, in theory, will qualify for Medicare within 10 years, so I would like it to work better Mm -hmm. than this budget would suggest. What's interesting is um, part of, I I think, the way that the administration is saying that they're not cutting to beneficiaries is, is that most of the savings, and if people could see me, they'd know I was putting quotes on the savings, come from reduced fees to providers. Correct. So the assumption is that doctors and hospitals Mm -hmm. will just take less for their services. Mm -hmm. But we already know that a lot of hospitals are going under. Right. Um. So one presumes more would go under. Um, Most people on Medicare who can afford it also have a supplemental plan. Right. The burdens on those plans would increase. Mm -hmm. So the premiums would increase. Right. Right. And it's interesting because one of the things about Medicare that I'm always struck by is just how complicated it is. Yeah, it's pretty complicated. Um, People don't love it. Right. Um, And the fact that so much, um, you know, doesn't really, isn't really covered by it, which is why people need the supplemental. Right. Um, So what what are people need it more? What about people who can't afford the supplemental? Well, they're kind of out of luck. They might qualify for Medicaid, although Mm -hmm. in separate proposals, Medicaid is getting attacked. So, Mm -hmm. um, it's going to increase poverty among the senior population, which is already pretty bad. Um, 21% of married Social Security recipients and 43% of single recipients over age 65 depend on Social Security for 90% or more of their income. That wow. means there is no wiggle room. I, you know, Social Security is modest at best. At best. So there's not a lot of money there for supplemental plans. Right. And and another thing that I think is true is that, you know, about a third of senior households have no money left over each month or they're in debt right. after meeting their essential um, needs. So who's going to make up the cuts in Social Security? Um, I'm sorry, in, in Medicare. Um one of the suggestions in the budget is mm-hmm. that it will be made up by savings in prescription drugs, which will become cheaper apparently by some act of magic because there is no plan detailed in the budget to bring down those costs. Right. It's, it assumes $135 
billion in savings over 10 years from, I think the way they say it is, unspecified comprehensive drug pricing reform. Unspecified. Unspecified. I mean, if it were easy, somebody would have done it. Well, and, and it's interesting because, yes, prescription drugs cost too much. Mm-hmm. And so certainly figuring out a way to lower the cost, which not for nothing, every other country does. So we should be able to. Yeah. But the fact that they would say, well, we're going to do this and use all of the savings to to lower Medicare. Yeah, one one would think you should do your prescription drug plan first and see that it works before you start cutting Medicare by $500 billion. Right, because if it doesn't work, so what, you know, and, and I guess I'm not, um, I don't really know the answer to this. What happens if you create a budget and one of the major linchpins doesn't work out in the federal government. Do you know? Yeah, it's just tough luck. It's it's tough luck for the beneficiaries of Medicare. Okay. That's not good. No, it's really, really not good. I mean, you your choices would be to sell off all your assets to try and get yourself health care, or if you don't have assets, to not have health care. What about Medicaid? So Medicaid, so Medicare basically is an age qualification, right? right? right. And Medicaid is an income and asset qualification. Let me just stop for a second and ask. Medicare is an entitlement, That's right? correct. Okay. Uh, okay, go ahead. Sorry. And as is Medicaid at the moment, though uh, the administration is proposing right. messing with that as well. Right. So you could theoretically go on Medicaid mm-hmm. once you have, if Medicare isn't sufficient and you've been reduced to poverty. Mm-hmm. If indeed Medicaid is there and healthy. Right, right. But the budget is also attacking Medicaid. So, you know, it's it's like Medicaid would be your life raft, but somebody just put a hole in the raft. So Well, and so does does Medicare cover like long term like if you have to be in a nursing home, does Medicare pay for that? So it depends. Like mm. Medicare will pay for therapy things that go on in a nursing home like my mother was in a nursing home for many years and she would come out of the hospital and have all these special therapeutic things she needed Mm -hmm. they'd pay for that right but just sort of the the daily care that a person has that's not a medicare thing that's a medicaid thing right so so um so like rehab is paid for. Right. And you have to be demonstrating progress mm. for Medicare to want to pay for it. And, you know, there comes a point where you don't demonstrate progress in, not in the course of many illnesses. Yeah. Right. Right. Because that's not right. what happens. Oh, Colleen, it is, it is a nightmare. So I guess one of the other things that um, is is interesting to think about when you think about Medicare is just 
how poor American seniors are. Right. Um, Children and seniors. Right. So, so most adult, older adults um, get SSI, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's, and that's, um, now let's just do a little um, primer for our listeners. SSI is um, an entitlement. That's right. And it is for only poor seniors or for all seniors. SSI is for all seniors. Right. SSDI is different. Okay. So SSI, every and that that's what comes the day you turn 65, 67. 60, what you decide to take it at after age 62, if you have paid into it for 10 years. Right. And so, you know, on average, people get about $435 a month for that. Not a princely sum. Right. I mean, if that's what you're living on. Right. What does that come out to a year? $6,000 a year, give or take? Yeah. It's almost nothing. Certainly if you have to pay for your rent. Right. It is nothing. I mean, that's that's crazy. And is it true that women tend to get less? Right. Because we... we have lower wages mm-hmm. on average mm-hmm. and we tend to have less year fewer years in the paid workforce right the work that you and I have done mm-hmm. raising children taking care of elderly parents mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. cleaning houses that's that's not reflected that's so interesting right so if you've taken time off to take care of your kids take care of elderly person you're going to be making that work has no financial value right and and i'm going to guess that so it's white men make the most Mm -hmm. then white women or is it white men and then men of color i believe that white women are still beating out men of color but Mm -hmm. i'm not 100 percent sure of that and then at the at the very bottom is older women of color right who are making even less um and and it's why you often see older women of color working so much later. And when you look at, um, for example, home health care providers, yeah. very, very often older women of color. Yeah, doing a physically really f- challenging job. Really physically demanding. Um, yeah, that's, that's really scary. And, and a lot of um, elderly people still have lots of other responsibilities in the community, right, and in, in their homes. Sure. I mean, there are people who are taking care of grandkids. There mm-hmm. are people, you know, I mean, adult children are living home longer and longer because right. housing is unaffordable and mm-hmm. wages are flat. So, so cutting Medicare has, would have really, really significant impact. It would push more senior citizens into poverty Uh and it would affect entire families across the age span because if you were getting help from mom and dad Mm -hmm. uh, mom and dad might not be able to help anymore and they might need help from you right right so you know we would go back to an era where the main social safety net was the family 
Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with helping out your family when they're in need, of course. But not every family has the means. Right. So it's... Um, and not every family has the means, and not every elderly person wants to be taken care of by their family. Right. Um, you know, none of us want to be a burden. And... It, you know, we know about finances in America, and most Americans struggle financially. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so it it's it's really it's scary, and I think that of all of the difficulties, you know, bad things that we're seeing in this budget, the Medicare stuff is particularly concerning. Um, I guess actually I'm not saying that the right way. It's not, it, it's, you know, they're not just attacking poor people. Oh no, they're creating poor people. Right. <laughs> from middle class people. Right. It's like just, just cutting the social safety net isn't enough for them. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we, we've got, boomers mm-hmm. aging into medicare right. at a rapid rate right and we're cutting medicare right and healthcare costs continue to climb right every year right so you've got more people needing more expensive services and you're cutting it by half a trillion dollars right and it seems to me that the theory behind this is healthcare costs too much we're going to try to figure out a way to make it cost less our way of figuring it out is just by saying we're going to pay less for it. Yeah. So, you know, the first part of that is is quite rational. Mm-hmm. The second is crazy. Yeah. And, and so, again, you know, we're in this position of saying, you know, what, what can we do? Well, I'll tell you one thing that I intend to do. What do you intend to um, do? One thing about us old folks is that we vote at very high rates. We do. You need to let everybody in your circle know about these proposed cuts. Everybody. One thing that, as we do in more and more of these podcasts, becomes clearer to me is that what we're saying to people is you have agency. You have the ability to change things but if you don't fight you lose that agency right and you know posting smarky memes on facebook isn't really fighting it's not fighting though i have to say i think it's worth something yeah okay i mean but i think we really have a duty to educate ourselves about what's happening in the country Mm mm-hmm and to speak up to our elected officials, and yeah. to speak up to people in our circle to get be- beyond the sort of, oh, this is terrible. Right. To This is specifically terrible and specifically damaging, and we need to push back against it. Right. Now. Now. Right. And that by going along to get along... You know, one of the things that I think about a lot is we know a lot of people, everybody knows a lot of people who are single-issue voters, Mm -hmm. right? And when you're a single-issue voter, 
it means you don't care about the rest of it. Yeah. And I think that, I guess I would say to our listeners, think about that. Think yep. about it. If you're a single issue voter, think about what's happening around you. Yeah. And around that single issue. Um, so even if the people you're electing care about that, are voting what you consider to be the right way on that issue, what are they doing on everything else? Yeah. And, and for our elected officials who have been successful because of whatever single issue it is, we need to hold them accountable for the rest of things, for the, for the rest of the things they're voting on. This kind of cut in Medicare would fundamentally change our society. And no matter what not in your, a good way. Not in a good way. No matter what your number one issue, it's not my number one issue. Right. But I care about it passionately. And if you don't let your elected officials know that you care about it passionately, they're going to do what works. And, and I think, you know, I feel bad for a lot of our elected officials. You know, they're in these horrible positions of having to figure out a way to manage in the current mm -hmm. society, in the current administration. But I think we can support them and let them know that we want them to vote these ways, that we right. want them to fight the hard fight and that we'll support them fighting the hard fight. That's important. It's important to call your elected officials if they're likely to support the budget. Right. And it's important to call them if they're unlikely to support exactly. the budget. Because they need a add a boy, add a girl mm -hmm. uh, to move this to the front of their priority list. Absolutely. I mean, I do, you know, and I, sometimes it's tweeting, but I frequently find myself tweeting, um, I'm so proud that Rosa DeLauro represents me in Congress. Mm -hmm. So when she, she does amazing things and I want her to know yep. that her support matters. Yep. And, and I think we need to do that across the board. And if there are people who you don't generally agree with and they vote in a way that you think is positive. Right. Tell them. Right. It's not marriage. You it don't have to love everything. <laughs> well, I mean, actually, I don't love everything about my husband. Oh, my most God. Most things, though, honey. Most things. He he edits this, Colleen. I know it. <laughs> Let's see if this ends wow. up in the final. Okay. <laughs> um, right. But, but we should, you know, we should give them credit when they do things yep. that are difficult. And we should do it publicly. Yep, we need to get loud about this. We, we really do. Okay. Okay. That's another episode of Broke. Thank goodness. We got very upset. As we do. Thanks for getting upset with us. Right. Yeah, and let us know. Let us know how you feel. If you have a personal story that you want to tell, we think it would be lovely if you were included in this podcast. You can email us at AmericanBroke at gmail.com. Thanks a lot, Joanne. Thanks, Colleen. 